0: 18 plus.
1: are going, fuck, I thought they were going to do St. Anger tonight, what's he playing Weezer for? Um, well, I'm playing Weezer because uh, earlier this evening, I found out that uh, the child that my wife and I are having is going to be a boy, there is a boy, and we had decided a long time ago that if we were going to have a boy, we were going to name the child... Jonas and we came to that conclusion because um we went to go see Weezer for, I guess it was last year um I don't remember it was some time ago <laughs> and um we so we saw Weezer at the Hard Rock in Orlando and we were just we were rocking out to that song and you know people who have heard this show before know that my wife and I have uh, distinctly different taste in music. I listen to good stuff. She listens to terrible stuff. Um, so where we come together, uh, we, we really like to you know play a lot of it so that we can both enjoy the music. And one of the bands we come together on is Weezer. And we both especially like that song. And so we have been fighting back and forth over what to name the child. I wanted to name him Thor or Tank or Brock, you know, something cool, something tough sounding. She wanted, I don't know, something gay, and we uh, we came upon Jonas, and uh, what I liked about it is that you can shorten it to Joe, and Joe sounds like a nice, tough, Italian-sounding name, you know? Normally, you might go with Joseph, uh, but there's way too many Josephs in the world, so we're going with Jonas. Jonas Michael, Michael being my grandfather, uh, Jonas Michael Rattledge. so we're just kind of celebrating that tonight here on the Metal Hammer of Doom podcast, which we've been off uh, for a little over a month now since I was on hiatus. But I want to bring out a man who stepped into the breach and took over while I was on my hiatus. He did an excellent job doing a death retrospective, which he is absolutely right. I would not have wanted to be a part of. And um, he did an very excellent job uh, talking about Dream Theater, another podcast that I'm glad I missed. So here he is, folks. Uh, he will be taking over again. Uh, he'll, this will be his podcast for about two months, possibly longer, uh, this April when uh, Jonas Michael, otherwise known as just Joe, Joe, uh,
2: <laughs>
1: comes into this world. This will be his show. Here he is, folks, the th- one of the three beards. He's the host of his own podcast, the Sentai Hentai Frentai uh, Japanese something or other podcast. Here he is, folks. Robert Cooper, how do you do, sir? Thank
3: you so much, Mr. Adlitch. <laughs> Gosh. It is very, it's actually very nerve-wracking
1: hosting this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the doctor is in. What's going on? What do you mean it's nerve-wracking? Oh, it's just like it when there's like, oh, oh,
3: when do I cut this song off? Well, I mean, I don't want to play it too long, but I want to at least get the chorus. And during that Dream Theater podcast, Jesus, I was going three minutes waiting for a chorus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I have been there. Uh, um,
3: but yes, yeah, in, in a few, in about four months, four or five months, yeah, I'll be hosting it again. But this time, unlike last time, where I gave the four one one writers like three weeks to. Uh, you know, come and back me up. I'm pretty much like going scouting people now. <laughs> I already have I already have Sean Gomers saying he'd uh, help, though he's not a huge metal head, but it might be fun. I'm sure I'll get Sean Garmer again. And I might see if I get track down some of your four one one ground and pound compatriots. Why
1: bring on um bring on your three beards, you know, there there, you can do that as well. You can it's your show, man. I'm gonna be gone. I'm gonna Yeah I don't understand. People are like why why do you need to take time off of podcasting? Just because you're having a, a child. Well, it, it's it, really, if you've ever had an infant, it's different than, like, like right now I can podcast all I want um, because, you know, the child, the, the, the two-year-old, almost three, is on a set schedule. You know, gets up at this time, goes to bed at this time, and that leaves, and she sleeps through the night, obviously. So that leaves the whole night to do whatever it is I want to do. When you have an infant, like, when you first bring an infant home from the hospital, you are a slave to that child's every need, man. <laughs> And, and and since the child recently was living in a pool and just kind of did whatever it wanted to do you know i want to i want to play with my hands do i want to sleep do i want to do i want to lay on mommy's hip what do i want to do right now um so it's so getting the you spend that first 2 to 3 months just trying to get the child on a goddamn schedule and you can't be like Yo, fuck off, kid. I got a podcast to do, so you need to sleep for the next two hours. The child's going to get up and say, nope, I'm hungry, asshole feed. Let's go. up top.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to be fun, and I almost introduced myself as the third most listened-to person on this podcasting network, if not second. <laughs> because, I mean, the three beards I try to upload that my Sentai Rider podcast, I'm going to try to get as many game episodes up as I can. Because it's three college students who have nothing to do with their lives. We can shoot, like, epi- we can do episode after episode.
1: Yeah, I have not listened to that. Like, I started listening to it once when you said that it wasn't uploaded or whatever. So I listened to it. I was like, no, he doesn't know what he's talking about. It's there. Um, yeah, and I, I
3: was, it didn't show up on the upcoming. That's all it was.
1: And I didn't listen to any of the rest of it because, honestly, I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> I don't know no, what you're talking you... about. I don't know what's going on.
3: Yeah. But hey, we actually get a decent amount of lessons, which I'm surprised at. Like I think I've gotten almost hundred lessons two weeks straight. I'm like, Whoa You know, on the <laughs> one
1: ridiculous. hand on the one hand it's I'm really jazzed that people are listening to the other shows on here, you know, and supporting you and supporting Winfrey and you know, the 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 four oh one um this the four oh one the broadcasting network is blossoming, um and people are you know, finding shows that they like, and that's great. On the other hand, I fucking hate the fact that, like, you guys are more successful than I am. Like, I do a podcast, and it's like, ah, some people listen to it, meh, nah. one way or the other. You know, you guys put one, that I'm not on, and, like, numbers skyrocket. People hate me, apparently. <laughs> Probably because right, they...
3: <laughs> the <right. Your> numbers <laughs> usually do pretty... I mean, your grandma found those pretty good almost every week. Uh, now the... Think... Uh... I'm kind of surprised that the uh, uh, other podcast. I'm going to keep them nameless because I don't want to sound like an asshole. Sometimes I more Go ahead,
1: say it. It's fine.
3: No, no, the uh, to, the casual heroes. I figured they'd get kind of a bigger clout because wrestling.
1: It, it's, yeah, it depends. Um, it depends on the week. Depends on how close to when it when they put it up that I put it up. You know, like there's, there's they've done another yeah. one since then, and, and I haven't had a chance. I didn't realize they did it, so I haven't had a chance to get it up on the network uh, yet. But um
3: yeah. Yeah, Laura's so, awesome by the way. I love Toy Story. I was like, "Damn. I I I feel like I know these guys like 10 times more now."
1: Yeah, that was a very intimate podcast to say the least. Um <laughs> But uh all right, yeah. so tonight we are in our comeback special here. Um uh we are going to be doing a we're going to be doing back-to-back podcasts and then that's it. We're actually done for the year um next Tuesday. So we thought we'd end the year off with really, two really fun podcasts. Um, I swear to God, I'm no longer going to talk about my personal life tonight, for now, at least for the next. Okay. Week. Um, we are How gonna. Are <laughs> <laughs> Have I told you I'm having a show? Shut the fuck up, seriously. Um, so uh, we we thought, you know, we were going back through some of the old podcasts and and thinking about like some of the shows that we've done. Like we did the Children of Bodom show. And it was a fine record, but I had nothing to say about it, and I was really distracted, and so the show kind of sucked. Uh, and that was that was a lot of that was my fault. Um, it was like, well, I should have prepared better. And then we've had shows like the Phil Ensemble show, the New Megadeth show, um, the New Ministry, where we've had a ball, but we've had a ball because the album is terrible, and so we just spent a lot of we spent a lot of time having fun making fun of the album. We thought, well, let's go back then. let let's go dig through. Uh, our record selections here and see what albums uh, would inspire us to uh, emote some creative and entertaining hatred. And when I think of hatred, when I think of emoting anger, um, creative anger, I think, what in the hell was Metallica thinking when they put out the track known as Saint Anger? Who doggie with this album yeah.
3: this is actually all sean uh, Sean Colmer's fault because he was talking about uh you know I've always wanted to do Hellraiser since me and Mark started this podcast, you know I, I always wanted to do Hellraiser, and I'm like, you know, instead of doing the top five of all time, which I'm like, I don't think Mark cares that much about let's do something <laughs> we've mentioned, man, we should do that like ah, eh, the album the music is not could be worse, shine anger, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be so great. And actually, uh, believe it or not, I had not heard St. Anger all the way through before
1: this. i would never. never made it through. Yeah, you know, it's funny you mention that because, like, uh, we'll just get into this now. So the very first time I heard St. Anger, first of all, I was like, this is driving me crazy. It's way too tinny. You know, it's just whatever <laughs> they were – the way they mixed that album was like, have you, were you even using a producer? What the fuck's going on here? Yeah, he was, was on bass.
3: Yeah. I'm not kidding, um, he played bass on the album.
1: There you go. <laughs> it's just it's just so tinny. It was just like like, you know, all you could hear is the crash uh crash symbol through like ev- the whole song. And it was like this is, you know, and it was just all over the place. And I remember I had a very visceral reaction to uh Saint Anger. What I didn't remember was I don't think I ever listened to the whole album. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I think I got like fran- frantic, saint anger, some kind of monster. I give up. I'm going to go play outside. I I think that's when I-, I just gave up on it. Um, but I went to go see the documentary, Some Kind of Monster, which was about how Metallica went into like group therapy to deal with their issues. And that, and if you see the documentary, it, it- they really do talk about how um, the group therapy experience played a huge role in how that album came about and i don't you know we can talk a little bit about the documentary if you want but ultimately um the band was going the, the band it had kind of come to a head there were a lot of ill feelings in the band jason Newsted had just left and
0: uh it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win
1: I, was this around the time that they lost a lot of fans due to Napster?
3: Yeah, it was. And uh, with Newstead leaving, honestly, Hetfield can go eat a dick for that. Because he was like, oh, you know, I told him either to do Metallica or nothing. Cause I don't want him enjoying anything more than Metallica. I'm like, shut up, you fucking goatee twat.
1: I think even Newstead said, like, this isn't going to interfere with Metallica. And James Hetfield yeah. acted really irrationally. It was like... You know, it, well, he basically said, if I can't have you, I don't want nobody, baby. If I can't have Newstead. whoa, oh, tell me when to stop. If I can't have you, I don't want nobody. Really? You're going to let me keep doing this? Yeah, well, I was about to say,
3: well, he's acting rationally. You know? Well, he did go in for alcohol treatment because as we saw <laughs> – you know, a little bit later, he stole, he's like, could you be nipping at me all night, you know? Jesus Christ, and walks out with his damn uh, bib overall, slams the door, and isn't seen for a year. Which is hilarious. <laughs> like, I, ca- I can't believe that this documentary was being actually just being shot. Like, not as a Metallica goes kaboom, just like as a regular album documentary, and then
1: we get this. Yeah. It really – there's another yeah. one. Oh, um, wrestling with shadows started out as just a documentary yeah. about Fred Hart and the Hart family. They had no idea that the Montreal Screwjob was going to dominate that that that, that uh, documentary. <laughs> it was a very similar thing. They were just like, "We got something here. Keep the camera on. Um, <laughs>
3: keep, keep rolling." You know, you know, I feel the worst that like we'll be getting into this in the album. I feel fucking horrible for Kirk Hammett. Like I think Death Magnetic was was his apology was their apology to him.
1: Yeah, well I think they're apology to everybody. Um but, uh, but let, let, let's go through this for a minute. So Metallica really peaks with Injustice for All, right? As we all know, uh-huh. Metallica ha- well, hang Great. on. Let me let me let me explain why I say it that way. And I don't when I say peak, I mean they they Great. were on a steady stream. They had a certain sound and that sound was evolving. They had these really really long songs. They were one of the godfathers of thrash and all of that. And it gets to And Justice for All, and many people would regard And Justice for All as probably one of the best Metallica albums of all time. Some say it's Master of Puppets, etc. But, you know, one can definitely say And Justice for All was the last time you would hear what people had become accustomed to with Metallica. Um, then the yeah. Black album comes out, and it's this huge departure from anything else that came before it to the point where it was jarring for a lot of fans. You know, I remember, Now I remember, I'm 37, so, you know, when the Black Album comes out, it's the early 90s, and I would go to parties for the next few years, and people would talk about the Black Album as if, to, you know, as if to say it was sort of, you know, John McCain's Black Baby. I mean, it really was. It was like, we don't want to acknowledge it exists. It's just like... And I understand John McCain does not really have a black baby. It's Cambodian. Oh, I was about to say. <laughs> the, there's a whole controversy with him and George Bush, and I don't want to get into it. But uh, anyway, this is Mitt
3: Romney. Mitt Romney's dog on the car. <laughs> yeah.
1: But people would like people would say like, oh, what you you know? We would talk about Metallica, and then someone would bring up the black. I'm like, we will not speak of such things here, you know. Um, yeah. But so that so a lot of Metallica fans felt like betrayed. By by the band when they when they did the Black album and it was like their most like commercially sex, uh, successful album ever. Um, it was like gone like quadruple platinum and shit. It's just it's an insane album. But it was the point that I was getting to was it was their veering off into more of a hard rock sound than thrash, and they would yeah. continue with this with Load and Reload. Um, so. You've got three albums, and then they did a bunch of other things. Also, they you know they did them with the Philharmonica, and they did uh, a covers album, and all that. But so you know, so that's what I mean when I say they kind of peaked with "Injustice for All" because they just stopped being that band for the next three albums. Which for a lot of people, I'm not necessarily one of them. I happen to I'm one of those people who actually likes the Black Album and Load and Reload. Yeah. I'm weird like that. But they're rock. They do, they're too. not. They're not metal. No,
3: I mean they I defend those two albums as reload and reload as two good albums. If you listen to half of each, <laughs> take <It's like laughs> one half of one, one half of the other, put them together, and you got a pretty fine hard rock kind of metal album. If you look at it as not, you know, if you don't look at, if you look at it as, you know, oh, I'm going to compare it to Ride the Lightning, we're well, fucked.
1: Yeah, but, well, for what
3: it us- is, it, it's solid.
1: Yeah, that that would be like comparing Metallica to Cat Stevens. They're not the same, and you can't really compare. Them. Islam. <laughs> but, um Islam. But yeah, I I think for what if you if you stop thinking about just Metallica and your pre um, your preoccupation with what they once were, I think you can enjoy Load and Reload just fine. So then Jason Newsett leaves the band. Then they go into the recording studio to do some kind of monster without a bassist and I uh, uh, Saint Saint saying anger without a bassist. And they were do, they do all this recording. And I remember um, this is the point that I was getting to. And then we'll start actually playing some music. I remember hearing the album for the first time and thinking we, it was going to be more load and reload. And I don't know what the hell was going on here. It was like, this was the most disjointed sort of all over the, I mean, like, one of the things Metallica does really, really well is their, is you know their sense of rhythm. They really know how to put together a song. And this was like three or four people all playing instruments, not knowing what the other one was doing. It just it just was all over the place. And the last thing I want to say about this, and then I'll and then I'll shut up and play some music and get some reactions from you is. I actually remember softening up on this album a bit after I saw Some Kind of Monster. When I saw the recording process of it, and I got to hear, you know, because there's a lot of demo recordings in the, in the documentary. I'm like, you know, when you hear the demos, they're actually not that bad. It just, the, the, the end mix is what's terrible. It's now uh, many years later, and I was listening to the album in preparation for this. Nope, album's still terrible. Ah, oh, this is the worst piece of shit I've listened to in quite some time. And this is a year that saw us the new Megadeth. Your thoughts, sir, uh, on the first song?
3: Well, the, the one thing from Some Kind of Monster, I love Dave Mustaine's portrayal as the crying tomato. It was pretty great. <laughs> 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 crying tomato. Yeah, you should I have always, never I've left me been... on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, he was... Oh, man, it was really embarrassing. but I was like, okay, well, at least Dave's not being his typical snarky sneery little self. But, yeah, after I saw the documentary, I remember I asked, well, can I really, get it from Netflix? She's like, sure. So, you know, I watched it, and I'm like, you know, you know, I really kind of understand where the band was, and maybe I've been too hard on this album. And you know, maybe there's some good stuff. Because I did like the beat to, like, you know, when we hear Frantic and uh, some kind of monster. Some of like the intros are actually not that bad. Like, you know, they're heavy, they're fast, they're frenetic. You're like, okay, okay I can deal with this. And then James sing. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's actually, uh, actually, that is my biggest problem with this album. Not the lack of guitar solos, not the drums, James singing. It's at a key. And it sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, it really does the guys,
1: sound terrible.
3: The guy's not Bruce Dickinson or Rob Halford or, you know, Ronnie James. Dio. He has never been them. Like he is his voice is not aged nearly as gracefully as like a guy like Chuck Billy from testman or Bobby Blitz from Overkill. No, his voice has went really far downhill. that's what he gets from blowing it out on the black album door but it it was just awful in this like it's oh it's like they tried to go back to their garage days like they tried to revisit them huh. uh-huh. for reference they tried to go back there and it was it was a really bad failure like, like i I guess I've always said that his vocals are the worst thing on this album and and we'll hear that pretty soon right
1: let's actually get into this now all right so we've talked a little bit about the album how we got to it and um it really from what you're going to hear from this point in on the podcast is us reacting we're just reliving the pain so shoot me again so <laughs> oh i remember now this is terrible all right so this is the <laughs> This is the opening track, and this is what Lars thought they should have named the album. This is Frantic. having an identity crisis. It, it just it doesn't know what it wants to be. And look, I, I'm not so stuck on, like, oh, a song has to be a certain way. Look, if you can take certain liberties and chances with music, and sometimes it'll be successful, and I'm certainly willing to applaud those moments when it is, this isn't. They went all over the place with this song. First of all, that whole beginning takes forever. Like, <laughs> again, Metallica often album took- <laughs> Metallica often took forever getting to the point of their songs, but those songs used to be enjoyable. This was like a this was like being at the waiting room at the dentist. You're like, ugh, this is going on forever, and I don't like being here. And then you and then like you get to the dentist, and you're like, oh, this is even worse.
3: Right. I mean, that, this whole album is god. Is it ever is. I mean, yeah, you've got your songs like Orion and, you know, Battery and Damage Incorporated and Call of the you know, songs that have a kind of a long intro.
1: But those But when Battery one. gets going, oh, well, when yeah, Battery gets well, going, it makes the trip all the worthwhile.
3: Well, yeah, I just, that's actually the, what I was about to say.
1: But, yeah,
3: one, the journey to getting, you know, kind of like the bus ride to the roller coaster is worth it, because, you know, the, the intro to most of the songs, so the Damage Incorporated to a bit annoying because it's kind of quiet, but, you know, those were worth it. Like, the intro here is not worth it. It's repetitive, it's samey, and we're going to get the same fucking thing for the rest of the song. This whole song, like, it started out, I'm like, okay, this is kind of frenetic, kind of punky, okay, I can see it, and then we kind of hit, like, a soft patch and James's monotone and why does he keep saying tick, 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 tock? Is it like a clock, but it doesn't really make sense with the lyrics? And that's something the, I actually want to thing do. Okay. Is,
1: the tick-tock thing is just dick. But, <laughs> but you know what is the part of that song I really hate? <laughs> my lifestyle determines my death My lifestyle determines my death style. Like, give
2: us a Keep <on> us <your> <laughs>
3: This just goes on. This song goes on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think another huge, huge, huge problem with this album, man. Okay. You remember when they had group therapy, and everybody's like, "Oh, James writes all the lyrics. I want to write some lyrics." So what's it, was his name, Phil? The, the the fucking psychiatrist, Dick, that kind of made himself part of the band.
1: We're gonna call we're gonna yeah. go with Phil until we come up with something better.
3: Yeah, I think it was I honestly think his name was Phil. But he was like, Okay, well, everybody, let's see if you can contribute lyrics to the uh, the rest of the songs. I'm pretty sure all these songs were pinned by James and the other two. I don't know about Bob Rock, but God almighty, these lyrics are shit. Like, you know, James Hetfield's never been Shakespeare. But he's got some really well done and crafted and personal songs
1: or political songs. You know, he's got some good stuff. If I may, as a therapist, that wasn't even the right way to do this.
0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win in town. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by (laughs) law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Look, if you're working with a band, you're working with... I mean, like I've done marriage counseling before, and... You don't want to, like, fix the little problems. You want to address the big problems that are causing the little problems, right? So so if if, the, if you're sitting there with a band and they're saying to you, well, it's not fair that James writes all the lyrics and we don't feel like we're a part of the creative process. The answer isn't, okay, well, everyone's going to take turns adding lyrics into this because that's how you got the ridiculous nonsense, Um you had, you had you know all this you know ridiculous nonsense in this album, and it sounds it it sounds like somebody just went around with a hat and said throw lyrics and, and hooks in there, and um, you know, and, and we'll see what we come up with. I think like the Rolling Stones did that once, where they got high and started recording stuff, and they were like, oh, this is trash. But um, you know, the way that you do that is you turn to James and you say so. Tell me about what appears. To, what everyone else appears to say that you've got some control issues here. Control of the band, control of the creative process. What's that about for you? What's going on with you that you feel like you need to um, have total control over this band? And let him talk about that, where that stuff comes from. You don't get involved in the creative process. You're the therapist, not the fucking engineer.
3: Yep. And that's I think that guy was just kind of an asshole, personally.
1: Yeah, he was like, a terrible artist. Just like, they, <laughs> just just like he, you know,
3: just, you know, they figured out by the end he was trying to he was trying to uh, cause friction in the band to keep himself around.
1: Yeah, he, well, he desperately he was just like, you know, he went home at night and was like, maybe they'll ask me to play the accordion.
2: His name like, is Phil. He,
1: <laughs> he totally wanted to be in Metallica. And it was like like he was like what killed me about him was he was a pro- like a professional, um, sports psychologist. And does he do that with like like does he work with the Lakers and the, like um you know as he's working with the team to try to get them to play better, you know th- at the end of it is he's like well maybe they'll make me like a guard, you know <laughs> a point guard or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> let's
3: see. It says he's worked with uh, Rage Against the Machine slash uh, he's worked with Tom Morello, the Stone Temple Pilots, Tennessee Titans defensive lineman. Kevin Carter, and Dick Vermeule.
1: Yay. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> he's a <awful>. Dick bag. <laughs> <laughs> right. oh, so, um, man. that's my issue with Frantic. It's like five songs all just smashed into one, and it takes it's forever frantic. to get there. Yeah, it was Frantic. <laughs> uh, ha ha. But it was... they di- I guess they did a really good job of making it seem like the song was all over the place, if that was the intention given the name of it. But again, I could call a song Ham Sandwich. If it's no good, it doesn't matter that it's a ham sandwich. You know, it's like what we were going for, crazy and all over the place. Okay, but, it, but this was the same problem I had with ministry. You know, we really wanted to push the boundaries and do this. Was it, yes, but it's still terrible. It's still, it's still not a pleasurable listen. And at the end of the day, if I don't enjoy listening to this, you have failed, sir. You have failed royally. Your last word on frantic, and then we're going to move on to Sane Anger. <laughs> <laughs> your commentary Oh, yeah.
3: I you're, oh no! I thought, you're, I thought you were like, okay, let's play Saint Anger. I was like, oh god,
1: not no, Saint no, Anger. I, I've been I've been talking a lot this podcast, and I and it's because I haven't like been able to do this for a month, so I wanted to give you a chance to you know say something.
3: Oh yeah, frantic. I, I think we're giving them too much credit that they meant for this to be disjointed. This album is very disjointed in terms of sound. For the most part, it's really droning, repetitive, and just. of fucking bullshit. But from from this to Saint Anger, the song Saint Anger is actually the best song in the album, in my opinion. It gets in my head every, like, few months, and I hate myself. And I (laughs) go through a lot of (laughs) self-reflection.
1: If you listen to uh, the 401 Ground and Pound show on Sunday, I I momentarily broke into the Barbie Life in the Dreamhouse theme song. I would much rather listen to that than Saint Anger. That's where the song should have ended. <laughs> right. <laughs> Come and, on. and instead it goes on for another four minutes of this shit. And by the way, the gayest line in the history of music is I'm madly in anger with you. I know it really makes sense. I know what they like, were I going can't... for there. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. It's a play on I'm Madly in Love With You. It's like it's like the reverse of that, but uh, madly in anger. It's just stupid.
1: They should have it's gone with the Simpsons. Better... With the they should have gone with the line from the Simpsons. I'm ever so pissed.
3: Yeah, I'm ever so pissed. i at you. Yeah, there we go.
1: <laughs> I'm ah. ever so pissed with you. I'm ever so pissed with you, or ever so pissed at you.
3: Yeah, I know uh, that and hurt. I know they didn't give you any solos, but yell push it out. Push it out. No. <laughs>
1: this,
3: this is the worst either album I've ever heard.
1: This album is about taking a dump. Come on, look at this. You flush Just, it out. You flush it out. Flush it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Shade porcelain round
1: my ass. <laughs> oh, God. I've got diarrhea, you see. Um, anyway. Yeah, like this madly, is a terrible song. So
3: madly you're taking a poo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My bottom is angry with me. My bowels are angry with me. My bowels are angry with me. My bowels are angry with <laughs> da-dun,
3: da-dun. The taco bell was a mistake I should have went to <laughs> steak and shake. <laughs> I love you, Robert Cooper. <laughs> well, thank you. It's mutual. <laughs>
1: oh, goodness gracious! Uh, Not more songs. <laughs> <laughs> so it starts off good. You know, I like the yeah. drumming at the beginning of it. The drumming, at least, it isn't like Lars having a seizure on the crash on on, on the crash cymbal. Um, well, that's all you hear, like in frantic. You know, I like the drumming, and then it was just like, and then it was just like, we're old, let's stop. Like, why? Wait, what? What happened here? It's
3: like they got mixed up in between. We want to make a comeback to our original sound and therapy, because that originally was, you know, that originally kind of reminds me of like, you know, when you get a kid on Redlin, like they're really hyper, and then it kicks in. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, this song is riddlin. Ugh, I was on riddlin. <laughs> Any surprise? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't do. It didn't do much. <laughs> no. It, but yeah, it's.
2: uh like, he, I actually don't. It,
3: lie. Yeah, it, just like the cake. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like it's like the beginning of this. I was like, okay, I can dig this. It's like, it's just like how frantic was. It was really kind of fast and frenetic, and had a lot of energy, addictive. You know, did, did kind of dig the drumming. It was pretty nice. Like. The tin can drumming does annoy me, but I can, like I, said, I can look past it. I really can. Like, yeah, it's annoying, but when you consider that this whole album was, like, produced in Oscar the Grouch's trash can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure Burzum called. They wanted their production back.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't believe they were on for seven minutes and 20 seconds. With that. It was just like, a lot of this album is the songs are long because they're Metallica. Like, they they don't need to be this long.
3: It's because so many people wanted to contribute lyrics
1: because the lyrics
3: keep going and going. Like, I I looked at this. No, finish. I I was just saying that I was looking as I was uploading this before I went to school this morning. I was like, man, okay, what's the track listing? And then I looked at Metal Archives. This is almost a full 80 minutes this album is almost
1: the full 80 minutes that fills up a CD. I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. (laughs) Okay. So this is what seven minutes and 20 seconds gets you. Saint anger around my neck, Saint anger around my neck. He never gets respect. Saint anger around my neck. You flush it out. You flush it out. Saint anger around my neck. You flush it out. You flush it out. He never gets respect. So that's now two verses of the same fucking thing repeated more. You flush it out. You flush it out. Saint anger. Well, we're into three. Stain anger around my neck, you flush it out, you flush it out, he never gets respect. Ah, here we go, some change. Fuck it all and no regrets, I hit the lights on these dark sets. I need a voice to let myself to let myself go free. Okay, so that was pretty cool. So that's, that, that's, some, that's some lyrics right there, right? right? Yeah, that's different. And then we repeat it again. Fuck it all, fucking no regrets, I hit the <laughs> lights on these dark sets. But down, but down your nose, I'll hang myself, staying anger around my neck. I feel my world shake like an earthquake hard to see clear is it me or is it fear <laughs> Four lines of I'm madly in anger with you and we're back to saying anger around my neck saying anger around my neck you never know, this goes on again and then we're back to fuck it all no regrets I hit the lights on these dark So he's literally repeating the same thing through the whole song
3: And then maybe maybe that's his way of getting order to his life after his recovery, recovering from alcoholism
1: Honestly, I think he's repeating the same stuff because he's got bad short-term memory, and so it's just like, this long. This song had lyrics, but all he could remember was, like, those bits of lines. Uh, he's volatile. He can only work, you, oh, couldn't he only work, like, three hours a day? Maybe that's I don't even, why. I don't want to keep reading this, but I'm not even kidding when, like, the whole first part of what I've read is repeated again.
3: Oh, my god. And, oh
1: and that's the song. Christ. Dude, look yeah,
3: at I mean, the that is... of this. Oh, yeah, oh, I listen to it,
2: trust me. <laughs> it just, Look, I never realized oh, how much so this bad. repeats.
1: This is literally the same thing, and then it, then it ends with, like, eight stanzas of I'm uh, madly in anger with you, a line that was terrible the first time he said it. Wow. This song is apps. Now I'm realizing, like, how bad this song really is. It's fucking trash. It's literally, like... You know, so there are certain bands where, like, they'll sign like a five-album deal, and they'll get to that fifth album, and they'll just put, like, anything on it. Like, whatever they need to do to get out of this deal. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to...
0: Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time.
0: <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: You know, so it's like it becomes, the, the best example of this I can think of is Motley Crue's Girls, 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 where it was like mm-hmm. one song and then a bunch of filler. That's what this field yeah. is. Like we, we have to write something. But it was like they went out of their way to write really long fillers. This song needed to be three minutes. Tops. And then it's not I mean, that yeah. long.: No, I mean, the,
3: the music the damn radio edits five minutes. at least do that. Like some songs just have a radio edit because they can't fit the song in, the, in its hole, and they had to edit it. No, this is because they needed to edit, <laughs> and they realize nobody's <laughs> going to listen to this shit for almost eight minutes.
1: They really could have, they really should have called this album "Saint Edit."
3: <laughs> like, Saint Unedited, more like it. <laughs>
1: Saint Unedited. They, this this yeah. whole thing really does lack from the, the the suffer from the lack of a strong producer. Um. So this next one I thought was a good song. And I remember it, listening. It, it, to... it, it, it had promise. <laughs> well, I remember like I didn't like it when I first heard it. Then I heard it. Then I heard them like dealing with it in the documentary and I actually kind of like the song because of the documentary and then I listened to it on the way home and I'm like nope still terrible this is eight <laughs> minutes of some kind of monster Oh, my God, get on with it. Zach Swagger. four minutes to get to what was easily the best part of the song. The chorus of oh this right. thing is just fine, but like in the tempo of the chorus, I really actually really like that part of it. I like the way he, I like the way he sings some kind of monster. But holy cow, getting there! Frodo had an easier time of getting to Mount Doom.
3: God, there's a lot less walking in that in that too. <laughs>
1: oh
3: man, like. Honestly, I didn't realize how long this song really took to get to the chorus. Now, the way the people thing I was listening was to sing this album on the shitter earlier. By the way, <laughs> just a quick note. This album is good for one thing. If you need background noise, it is great <laughs> background noise. Because it sounds like just static bullshit.
1: It's great for that. Uh, they really should have called this sounds to take a dump to.
3: Well, I mean, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the
1: sounds of rectal... Dis- <laughs> <laughs> Metallica gets your rectum right with St. Anger. The sounds of rectal rocketeering. <laughs> yes. There we go. Uh, but yeah, this, the way the people line,
3: I was like, oh, Zeb somewhere? He's so, like putting his hands to his chest, and then the fans are chanting along, not realizing he's supposed to be a heel. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they probably just don't care. Just like just like Metallica on this album, they didn't really care. Uh, like this song actually, because it was the song on the menu for the uh, out for the DVD. Actually, got to kind of liking the intro. Like guess when we get to some of the other like more kind of kind of soft, not say soft. The slower intros, the ones that aren't just balls to the wall. I, I tend to like those a little more on this album because they're different. Because <laughs> say what you want about you know a, a good fast intro, you can only do it
1: so many times. Because
3: it's
1: not like hmm. I barely remember anything else on this album, to be honest with you. I kind of remember My World. I kind of remember Sweet Amber. Um, I couldn't tell you. I mean, if if, if, if it, my life depended on it, I couldn't identify another song on this album. I mean, I listened to the whole thing before we did the podcast. And <laughs> they, normally, like, like, what ends up happening is like, I come home late in the day and I'm really tired, and I have an hour and fifteen minute drive. Um, and so sometimes I'm too tired to listen to talk radio or a podcast. I want to listen to music because that'll actually keep my interest and I won't get sleepy in the car. Not in the case of Saint Anger. Jesus. In the case, in the case of Saint Anger, this album is so slow and so bad at times. I'm like, Ugh, I I would rather listen to nothing except that I'm pretty certain I'll crash the car if I do that. Um, in the interest of time, so
3: Jesus take the wheel. Jesus take the wheel.
1: Jesus. Come on! I'm madly in anger with with Jesus. Don't you understand? Um, Let's go ahead and listen to track four uh, on our walk down memory lane tonight. Uh, This is "Dirty Window." Gave him a thesaurus, and he just started reading out of it.
3: I wouldn't even give him that much credit. It's <laughs> like, like he threw darts at darts at pages of the dictionary. He went fuck it, that's the word I'm picking. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, God. I actually <laughs> like the intro to this. Like a bit like the, da-na-na-na-na. you know, it was kind of cool. All right, okay, right. It's kind of got that edge of the first two, the bit of the slower of the third. Well done. And then it kept going. <laughs> the story of Moses, i It kept going going. <laughs> oh, man. That and the lyrics didn't make any dance sense. Like, we went from, you know, the dirty window or whatever. I just keep thinking of that shitty Johnny Depp movie secret window. <laughs> That's all I keep going back. Oh, keep I never going. actually saw much of it. The- yeah, I don't know. I just kept going back to that. But then he goes like, I'm judged in and chariot executioner too. I'm like, where did that come from? Are you okay, James? Did you <laughs> hit your head driving your like hell cycle or something? you remember that damn go-kart? He was driving on the highway and the cops pulled him over and he's like, oh, I'm the table. And they're like, okay, you move along.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with this song. I just, I, I I I said this before. It's like they they just couldn't pick a tempo. They couldn't pick a style. Um, you know, I, I we we've talked about this with previous albums where a band will get it into its head that it has to change its sound to something that sounds like what they've heard on the radio recently. I really feel like, you know, just just to stop for a minute and talk about an album that's really good, Death Magnetic, Death Magnetic. Sounds like Metallica went into the studio and said, "We're going to try to play the best record that we can, and we're not going to worry about what the rest of the world is doing or how it sounds or anything else like that. We're just going to make we're going to make good music." And they did. And Death Magnetic, Death Magnetic was awesome. And as I've told people, it's almost like the last couple of years never happened and they went right from Justice for All, took a decade off, and came back and did Death Me- Um, I feel like that was a logical continuation from where they were with Justice for All. Um, this album is the exact opposite of that. This feels like they were overly influenced by what was going on in the music world, and they tried and failed desperately to um, encompass that in their sound. I-, I don't remember which album we were talking about. It might have been, might have been when we were doing the Megadeth retrospective. Um, in fact, in fact, it was we, you know, we were talking about like Dave, you know, Dave Mustaine and Megadeth trying to sound like a band of the era and failing. Well, this is that album, really. I mean, and Dirty Window is just an exo- another example of that. This is this feels very fake. Like they like they were trying desperately to sound like the bands of the, of that time. And they, it's just, that's not Metallica. That's, that's not even, they, they didn't even come close. It just feels very disingenuous.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. I think this almost sounds like they're like, oh man, we should go listen to those old misfit records. And then when they went to pick them up, they noticed all the, all the teenage girls thinking that was a cool logo. And just wanted their show like, shit, we got to appeal to them too. Okay. Let's try. Oh <laughs> uh, God. He should be the executioner. So that brings me to one joke I've been wanting to make for like weeks now. I want to see Cain Velasquez versus Abel Trujillo. Huh? <laughs> it'd be a murder.
1: Sure. I got that out of
3: my I got okay. that out Okay. But um, yeah, um, it was this, this song. <laughs> uh, that's this. It's, there we go. I give the monkey review.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's. Uh, speaking of monkeys, this is called Invisible Kid. Thank yeah. you.
0: In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: There is no good reason why this song should be 8 minutes and 30 seconds. I just need to say that. There's no reason for a song that sounds like that to be 8 minutes and 30 seconds. And what the fuck was that part of that song? What's going on there? You've got this really thrashy punk rock thing going on, and then it sounds like uh, some fucking wussy band. I'm okay, and you're okay, and we're okay. And we're just gay. I mean, really, what's? I, can you explain it to me? Because I'm lost at this point. Did they let Kurt
3: sing again? <laughs> James, gotta stop letting him. The, you know how damn uh, forgetful this song is. I, my local library has the Encyclopedia Metallica, which is pretty much an encyclopedia about Metallica. And it's pretty neat shit. They got some really cool stuff. Like they have a whole thing on Entombed because their their sound got compared to Entombed once by Bob Rock. But then anyway, their you know their sound before they got him. The description for Invisible Kid was: This was a song off Saint Anger. It was really forgetful, just like most of the album.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, there was a lot of Saint Anger that the, the authors just shit on it. I was like. Uh, uh, Oh, yeah. That that was actually a lot better encyclopedia, than the encyclopedia, uh, the metal encyclopedia they had, because it didn't have stuff like Pantera in it. And, like, the death entry was a paragraph that just kind of shit on them. But they did have stuff like Alabama Thunder Pussy and Goblin Cock and Suno. So they had really rare stuff, but they didn't have Pantera or Entombed. I don't get it. But yeah, this song it was kind of okay in the beginning, and then I'm okay. I'm like, James, I, did you just put the lyrics about your childhood uh, trauma in the middle of this shitty song? <laughs> uh, this album feels terrible. Is like it? <laughs> feels like it was written by committee, <laughs> and not like a and not like a good committee. I mean, like by Congress. But unfortunately, <laughs> unlike our Congress, where they don't finish anything, <laughs> the Jack Waggons decided to go ahead and finish. Uh, I mean, this is this is like uh, it uh, sounds this sounds like
1: would... this is the Obamacare of uh, of music. And I really am it not doesn't... trying to like sound political, but you're talking about like writing something by committee that, when you finally unleash the final product, just doesn't work at all.
3: Actually, I would compare – that. this is what would have – this is what would have been one of the uh, rejected bills, the one that where everybody tried throwing in their their good ideas to try to get their <laughs> own way. Yeah, this is the one that's like, oh, okay, here's Obamacare, but we've got this shit too. Yeah, it, oh, man. This is like if somebody mixed the Patriot Act, Obamacare, No Child Left Behind, and the New Deal. Why not? They threw it all in a bucket and said, fuck it, it's music. <laughs> uh. Just deal with it. <laughs> yeah, I was looking for something. i like, I almost went for Emancipation Proclamation, but I'm like, Meh, new deal. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just one giant clusterfug. Like, you've got something that, you know, if they would have just done that for the whole album, it would have been okay. But the problem is, is we have that, and we can't separate it from the rest of the song. Because the intent of that good part was for them to get, the shitty part. Mm -mm. There's
1: a onesie that says, I just did nine months on the inside. (laughs) You should get that because your job will be funny. I'm going to add it to my Amazon wish list. (laughs) And if someone gets it for me, fine. Actually, I'm going to send this to my wife and see if she thinks it's funny.
3: (laughs) This, this, this album is so this song was so damn bad Mark went on Amazon.
1: <laughs> started looking at oh. and started looking at like rock onesies to, to buy my kid. Um I got the my name is Jonas one. Um but
2: uh
1: <sighs> you know, I know that like um I had in case we were having I wasn't gonna do this if we had a girl, but if we had a boy I was going to get all these like metal onesies and stuff. So um Slayer no, oh yeah, no. Slayer's on there. Don't worry about that.
2: Awesome.
1: We got a Slayer one. We got um I got I got one that's got like an old uh like an old <laughs> jail um an old jail jumper, you know, the black and white stripes and it says Folsom um uh, Folsom Prison.
2: <laughs>
1: okay. It's wondering if you knew what with, with that one. Oh god, there's one that says Call of Duty. D-O-O-D-Y. All right. (laughs) Let's, uh, this folks is a little invitation into my world. not that bad, it's just not that good either. It's Triple H's theme song. <laughs>
3: it's got the, it's almost like Martian! Martian! It's almost like
1: that. it got stuck in it. <laughs> who's sleeping with ah. who? Remember that? Like randomly asking at the end of it who's sleeping with who? It's like, wait, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> sleeping his way to the top. <laughs> uh, I mean, Who's Barry's I mean,
3: daughter. I mean, if if Jimmy ever decides to take away the rights to that motorhead zone, they need to call up Lars and the boys and like, can I use my world? Because it's straight up like authority Triple H. It's my world. You can't have it. Suck it. Yeah. And by the way, a grown man yelling "suck it" like <laughs> outside <laughs> of a wrestling. Outside of a wrestling ring or something involved with it, it just sounds bad. God. Sounds like midlife crisis ahoy. <laughs> midlife crisis ahoy. Yeah, it's just like, suck it. I'm like, suck it, suck it. Suck it up, James. Like, you're <Suck suck like, 50. yeah, stop that. <laughs> you're old enough to be my dad. Stop trying to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know true story? A dude I uh, I used to me and my stepdad used to frequent this comic shop like every week, and there's a dude I was talking metal with him, which I, I came to find out he wasn't that reliable. Because as you found out with my death retrospective, I adore them, and he's like, "Yeah, they're not that good. They're really disappointing after like two albums." Yeah, fuck him. But <laughs> he was like, "Oh yeah, man, I once bought Saint Anger, and then I listened to two songs of it, and so look.'" popped my head outside until and I looked at my a guy who was mowing my lawn who uh <laughs> had said when I came in, Man, I wish I had that album because, Hey, you want this payment for this week? <laughs> the album was so bad he gave it away to the guy mowing his lawn after two songs.
1: Oh
3: fantastic. Uh, oh yeah, I mean I think that's a pretty good song which the song. I mean, that's a pretty good theme for this album. So I thought you were going to uh, use the whole duty thing to <laughs> to introduce one of the songs, because was like, haha, it's because of shit.
1: <laughs> there is a um, a Twinkle Twinkle Little Rock Star lullaby versions of Slayer.
3: Oh, I know. There's a okay. uh, lullaby version of Slayer, like Pantera, pretty sure there's Metallica, Kiss. Yeah, yeah, there's actually a
1: couple it. of different ones. There's like there's the rockabye ones, there's the lullaby, there's there's the twinkle twinkle little rockstar. I've never listened to the twinkle twinkle little rockstar ones. I'm pretty much a a big fan of the rockabye baby versions of things. Um, and I know Lily's got a bunch of those. Um, and uh, you know we'll continue that with with the next one. But um, I have but uh, lullaby Lull- south of heaven. <laughs> I'm sure that sounds... Ju- I'll tell you what. I mean, in all seriousness, without the, like, oh, being a parent is just a wonderful thing. Be like me. No, it's really not about that. Even if I... I remember, like, I listened to the rockaby version of Metallica well before I had a child, and I'm like, that's actually pretty creepy and creative. That's not bad.
3: <laughs> right? Uh, I think somebody mixed uh, South and Heaven and heard it from the grapevine.
1: My favorite and, part. Of, oh, I'm sorry, I I thought you were done. Go ahead.
3: No, well, I was just saying they mixed the uh, sounds of heaven and heard it through the grapevine, and it is sinister and amazing. I heard it on the newest Watchmen. Oh, so good.
1: My my favorite part of the holiday season is when people start putting up YouTube videos of their house lights meshed with like metal music. Oh, it's so
3: good. It makes me wish I had house lights. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I wish I had that kind of talent because I would totally do that. Um, all right, this is uh, just in the interest of time because I, I do want to get through the end of this and go to bed. Um, it's been a long night. This is uh, this al- this really should have been the name of the entire album. This is called "Shoot Me Again," <laughs> and that is a blatant rip off of Guns N' Roses. We've been dancing with Mr. Brownstone. He's been knocking. He won't leave me alone. Oh, no, no. He won't leave me alone. I feel going through puberty in that last... Uh,
3: I don't... I'm not quite sure, but you know, I don't you think this song would have been better if it were sung by Phil Anselmo. <laughs> no,
1: I think this song would have been better if it had been cut in half. Well, yeah, that's
3: and... this whole album. I mean, I wish this whole album would have got the Braveheart treatment, just quartered.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wish I'd have gotten a hate breed treatment And it was time to murder it
3: oh, oh, oh. I wish I got the Emanuel Newton treatment And forgot to play the right music
1: <laughs> Yeah really What the hell Yeah it was, uh, it was
3: time to murder it Yeah and then nothing I'm Like, What the fuck is this
1: <laughs> What killed uh, me about that was like King Mo like totally called him out for being a metalhead Because King Mo's a racist and hates white people you know, he was like, oh, he listens to metal, so he's a, white, he's a black skinhead. Because only skinheads listen to metal. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you, Mr. Robert Cooper? You, sir, are a skinhead with all of your hair and beard.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. So, uh, so, so King Mo hates white people, and, um, you know, and Emmanuel Newton came out to the music of the devil. And um, and and I was totally like and, and, and like I was waiting for him to come out to more of that, if for no other reason than to just irritate King Mo. And then he came out to who the hell knows what. It was very disappointing. I think was it was country music. With, I think
3: it was country music, so it was even more ironic because it's even yeah. whiter. There we <laughs> goes. And, I mean, I, don't know, I feel like this song would have been much better. Like, I can imagine Phil going, "Shoot me He did, yeah. Like, he could do much better than James, who's trying to sound like intimidating, but he really sounds like his. It's almost his three hours almost up, and it's time to go home.
1: You know who would have done a better job singing this album, singing that record, singing that song rather? Who? Daffy Duck.
3: You are despicable.
1: <laughs> I demand that you shoot that you shoot me now. So shoot me now.
3: i <laughs> don't <laughs> oh, have a good daffy duck. I think Bane would be good. <laughs> shoot me again, Batman. I am not dead yet.
1: <laughs> oh, it's been too long since I've heard Bane. You don't do it on the on any other show.
3: Well, it's because I get yelled at most of the time, so I've kind of stopped.
1: No, nobody should be yelling at you for your bane. Those people need to lighten up.
3: It's because on Randall's podcast, I would do it every time there was an opportunity, so he's like, damn it.
1: Well, Randall needs to lighten up. You, They need to let you be you. They need to let Funtime Robert Cooper be Funtime Robert Cooper and not and not mess up his flow.
3: Oh, no, trust me, I it's a three-hour gaming podcast for almost an hour and a half of it, if not two, was dominated by fantasy football, anime, what's on TV, pretty much everything but video games.
1: No, oh, that sounds good. So,
3: okay. Oh, it's actually very fun. Like, Sean Garber's on there. It is a ton of fun because if you ever want to hear me just spout whatever the fuck is on my mind, just tune in oh, that's dangerous. But yeah, the the song is so inconsequential, we don't even care about it.
1: (laughs) Okay. And moving right along, Footloose and Fancy Free. There we go. Now, here here was another one that was big on this album. This is called Sweet Amber, and honestly, I don't remember enough of it to comment any further. Mm -hmm. Lot on this podcast, like I said, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just defer to you on that one. What, what the hell happened there?
3: I liked the beginning. It kind <laughs> of felt like something that came off the load. So I was like, oh, wow, something a little kind of bluesy. I'm like, okay, it was cool. And then we just went. I'm like, damn it. At this point, I'll even take a shitty ballad over this out. Uh, most of this album. I mean, sweet Christ. Oh, uh, <laughs> Oh man, it's so bad. But uh, so that. Like I said, James sounds awful, and his usual crooning. Yeah, at the end of every sentence has been replaced. <laughs> it sounds like somebody's gutting a whale. <laughs> I mean that that's what the man's reduced to, being gutted.
1: Absolutely sound like like he's in pain. You know. Like like a lot of recording
2: this album.
1: Well I (laughs) Well, I feel like a lot of this I mean, you don't see it necessarily in the documentary, but I, I think it's definitely hinted at. Um this 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 album was um recorded uh, at gunpoint.
3: <laughs> Probably. I mean, either it's <laughs> at gunpoint or they're trying too hard.
1: No, well, in no, all seriousness, they're just trying too hard.
3: Yeah, he's trying This is the very definition hard. of
1: try hard.
3: Oh, man, this is such a try hard. It was a valedictorian in my high school. Uh, <laughs> I got to listen to this anyway. I got to listen to this anyways. Nice guy, try hard. <laughs> <Jeez>.
1: <laughs> this is a very political answer, there. All right, uh, we have three songs left. I, I honestly just want to get this done. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, hey, having... I'm
3: only recording and I'm only recording another two, and I, I'm I'm recording my Sentai Hentai friendside podcast after this. So yay. Okay. Well, and, uh, it... and
1: with respect to you, then, and re- and respect for you, I'm gonna we're gonna get to the end of this so that you can freshen up for your next podcast. Oh boy and this uh, this next song is called be, uh, this next song should not be 7 minutes and 9 seconds long and i haven't even heard it yet this next song is called the unnamed feeling <laughs> can't even take it anymore.
3: Did he not just, like, reek of his bad Waylon Jennings impersonation?
1: All I could think about through that whole song was, dude, what happened to your balls? Like, you're the guy that blurted out, I got something to say. I raped your baby today, and it doesn't matter much to me, you know? This is the guy that covered a song that was like, oh, God, um... I fuck this. I fuck that. I fuck the schoolgirls' twat. So what? So what? So what? So
3: what? So what? So what? You fucking little cut.
1: I fuck the sheep. I fuck the goat. I ran my cock right down its throat. So what? See, that guy is <laughs> completely missing. The guy that that, that jams his cock right down a goat's, a goat's throat is missing from this album, and we want him back. We need him back to fuck more goats. That's what we need. <laughs> You know,
3: in high school, I was in a class where some dudes, I like, see you fuck chickens, right? I'm like, no. He's like, well, prove it. I'm like, I don't fuck chickens. And he's like, here, here's the Google Maps of my house. There's no chicken. He goes, that could be a chicken coop right there. You fuck chickens <laughs> so, Anyways, does this album, now that I think about it, does it not feel like a really bad POD song? This song feels like a bad POD song. I'm not saying there are many good ones at the beginning of this, I'm like, oh, look, Youth and Nation came <laughs> on. Wait a
1: minute. Came on. No, wait, no, no, stop that for just a moment. I happen to like POD. Eh, they're okay. I mean, I, nah, nah, I just never listened to it. Like, once I got
3: past the whole new middle thing, I was like, hmm, eh, what are you about? Come on, but lights fine. out.
1: Lights out. Don't you watch UFC commercials? Lights out.
3: Oh, God. Yeah. I can't say I've watched many UFC commercials lately because I already know what's going to happen. Uh, Gustafson's gonna have like a really close reach to John Jones if that's why he's gonna win
1: Johnny Hendricks has the power to shock the world don't you understand
3: I am sure so did Dan Hardy
1: <laughs> no but so, well, I mean
3: well oh, oh, yeah I mean realistically Johnny Hendricks has a shot Dan Hardy didn't have a chance in Taco Bell
1: <laughs> not even yeah uh, was, uh, so after this so after this, this, after this uh, After this podcast, both of us are going to need to purify ourselves.
3: I actually remember liking the beginning. I'm like, okay, isn't it too bad. And then we get to you and I, pure fun. Like, oh, Pod's back. <laughs> 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 Jeez, I mean, yeah. Oh man, it's the like I said. This album is a lot of okay, not a lot of good ideas. It is a few good ideas scattered in a pool of shit disguised as jello pudding. Ah, oh, it's supposed to be a metal album. It's supposed to be at least decent. No. This isn't even decent. This is Chuck Berry (laughs) videotaping girls in the bathroom. That is how decent this is.
1: MSN, now com reports that sex and alcohol make you happier than kids and religion study finds. This is from November of last year, it looks like. Kids are said to fill our lives with poignancy and inexplicable joy, yet it appears many parents would rather be tossing back some bourbon and rolling around in their skivvies than taking care of their beloved offspring. A new study by Karsten Grimm from the University of Canterbury in New Zealand has found people rate sex as the the top activity that brings them happiness, followed by drinking alcohol or partying. Caring for kids fell down the list at number five. God also got the cold shoulder with people now rating me – Meditating and religion at number four. I don't the feel like that's this a fair... album is
3: number twenty-seven.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is a really fair survey. I'm just saying.
3: Oh yeah, I mean it's <laughs> it's like oh so you think the kids having the uh, taking care of the kids is fun, right? Well, no, okay. It goes down the valve.
1: Yeah, well, so I was gonna, gonna say better. like. I wouldn't trade my child in, you know for anything in the world, but I guarantee you when Guardians of the Galaxy comes out, I'm going like, to like, like I wasn't interested in that movie before, but Marvel's done that to me in the past, where they're like, I wasn't interested in this movie. Then I saw the trailer for it, and I'm like, God damn it, now I'm interested again.
3: Ooh, I haven't seen the trailer for it, but I did see the end of Thor 2.
1: Yes.
2: The,
3: the after credit scene. And I was like, ah, And then I told my mom, I'm like, there's going to be something after the second credits. She's like, no, there's not. And then it's like, ah.
1: I yeah, know, yeah. Know. I, I mean, look, I I get that like taking care of kids is hard, but it's important, and ultimately, I think in the end, it does make me happier. But I'm sure I, I if I were to, you know, rate the 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 concentrated happiness of, you know, eating a eating a fast break and you know and drinking um, you know, drinking a beer versus having to explain to my child why it's not okay she go running through the parking lot. Yeah, sure, I'll take the candy and the beer, whatever. (laughs) But, you know, I don't think ultimately that's going to bring me a lot of fulfillment. Not like bringing the end of this podcast, Will, with all within my hands. There is no reason for this song to be 8 minutes and 53 seconds.
3: There's a part at the end. Of- I'm sorry, what now? I said, at the end, uh, I will mention something that just gave me immeasurable amounts
1: of glee. Okay. I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Uh, I'll see you in about another minute or so.
3: Uh, That was better than the song
1: (laughs) What is this Hammer of Doom outro? Wait a minute What what did you low upload here? What is Hammer of Doom outro?
3: Well I I couldn't find your damn song So I'm like fuck it I'm putting my own outro Which is pretty much the song Hammer of Doom It's the section right at the end Where it speeds up And it's like a really fast solo for like a minute Okay, I, I don't just understand
1: like, yeah. what in the hell is wrong with you and Winfrey, but it's it's one-eyed dollar. I've said it before. It's right there. It's got numbers next to it to signify that it's that that you know that it's a one of the themes, and yet you both couldn't find it the entire time I was gone. It drove me – like, you guys would do these really awesome podcasts and then fuck it up at the end. It would drive me crazy. Oh,
3: dude, did you hear that at the end of the death retrospective? I'm like, okay, so I'll make five marks out there, and then I'll play like 10 seconds. No, that's like.
1: No, no. And then you fuck went it. to it. throw your, your hands
3: pull. up. <laughs> like. Yeah, and fucking, fuck it, we're going to pull, to pull the plug.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so then at this one, at the, in the Dream Theater, I'm like, you know what? I actually cobbled together I straight up audio edited a straight-up audio-edited song I, just so I could use as an outro. I guess it'll be cool because I'm not hosting. <laughs> yeah, I guess it'll signify I'm hosting. Yeah, we'll go out to my outro. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
1: know. I think so, it's so a pretty fun outro. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? For you, I'm gonna play it tonight. I'm gonna I'm gonna play your your outro, and I'll be the judge of whether or not it it stays as the Metal Hammer of Doom outro, since you put, you put that much, much work into be, it.
3: You'll you'll probably be like, man, hey, you have to just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, but but what gave me so much glee was at the end. He's just like screaming. Oh, what is he screaming? Uh, it's, it's, he's screaming kill. And then his last one, because he's getting louder and louder, and then he just screams, I'm like, it sounds like he got his nutsack stapled to an elevator door and it got closed. <laughs> <laughs> I just right. busted out laughing. I'm like, it made this whole eight-minute, almost nine-minute trek fucking worth it. Oh. It's
1: just terrible. All right, so can we, can we safely say that um, no one should ever listen to St. Anger ever again? It's just a terrible album. Metallica should forget that they've ever recorded it. It should be really one of those where this is the Star Trek 5 of the Metallica albums. You know, this is the one where it's just like, let's just forget it ever happened, and let's move on to something else. You know, and they did. They moved on to Death Magnetic, and I I can forgive them for saying anger because Death Magnetic was that good. Your final thoughts, sir? Uh,
3: I would say this is the Star Trek uh, Insurrection of Metallica gal, Nobody liked it. <laughs> Nobody's going to look back at it and go, damn, that was a good album. Everybody's going to wish it never existed. But unfortunately, we didn't, we didn't get a good Star Trek movie after Insurrection. Oh, we got Nemesis. Or we got fucking... Oh, that was that Bane playing young Patrick Stewart? Fucking, I don't know. But yeah, this, this album, it should only be listened to for... For review purposes, because I actually had to defend my listening of this album. One guy's like, I should unfriend you right now. I'm like, for review purposes. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, you should be for review purposes, masochism, dumb curiosity, and you are stupid. You like this album. Like, there's one friend of mine. He's like, yeah, I actually like St. Anger. I don't know what anybody's problem is. I'm like, it give more power to you. But this is before I finished the album. And I'll probably tell him next time, he's like, yeah, I, I like the album. I'm like, really? Uh, so you like the extra and overlong intros and repeats and bad vocals? I mean, this, this, this album can be summed up to where's, where's Robert Trujillo, <laughs> who's on the bass, where's Kurt cabinet? what is James doing,
1: Lars, get out of the kitchen cabinets. <laughs> that, <laughs> I mean, it, really, that, it, that is, it really does sound like they took away Lars's drum set and they just gave him pots and pans to bang on. It does.
3: He's like... It's like he listened to a, st- he listened to a Stomp album one day. He's like, cool, I'm gonna do this. Oh,
1: uh, my God. Metallica is the yeah, Blue Man
3: Group. Pretty much. Oh, gosh. That... You know why we got that out? Why we got that, right? The whole... Tin can sound. Why? Because Lars has ass forgot to turn the mic on his uh, snare one day, like when they were recording. He's like, Oh, I really that sound. And he just kept it that way. Oh, uh, he is the that. only person in the band that actually defends that album still. Everybody else has been like, Yeah, you know, it wasn't our best, or you know, I didn't quite like it as much as just newer stuff. No, Lars is like, You know, I felt like it was a fine album. I think it'll, I think it'll live really well. Shut well? up.
1: Lars also doesn't understand why they pissed a lot of people off with the Napster thing. Like, I will always defend Metallica's right to make money and why they were right to demand that people pay for their albums and why they fought against Napster. Why they fought with the fans, I'll never know. But, you know, but getting you know, but basically suing Napster out of existence, essentially, um, you know, I, I actually supported that. Um, but, you but you know, but if you can't acknowledge that this will upset fans, you know, <laughs> this will upset people, then you really are just fucking tone deaf. This thing holds up
3: about as well as December to December 06.
1: Oh, good. Yeah. That's a great place to end this podcast.
3: <laughs> you know, I actually tried to beg my mom to let me order that because I was like a huge fucking mark at the time. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's going to be great. And it was on my birthday, and Mom was like, I'm not ordering that shit. That's a waste of fucking money. And it was, because it ended 30 minutes early. Kind of like the opposite of this album, which ended 30 minutes
1: late. It really – when the best part of that entire pay-per-view was the Hardy Boys like being slapped in there somewhere. All right, so let's talk about what we're going to do in a week. (laughs) Um, Let's put this one to bed. Uh, I initially said it was our our year-end special, and to to the degree that – we are not going to be doing another ha- Metal Hammer of Doom until January um, after next week. Uh, it really It is the last one of the year. But I've, I'm not necessarily sold on Best Of and Worst Of. i um, just kind of playing a lot of stuff we've already done this year. Uh, so uh, you've always got some pretty good ideas. What do you want to do for our last show of 2013?
3: I actually wouldn't have minded a Best Of because I wouldn't be playing stuff from... Because if I were doing my top five... We haven't reviewed any of the albums in my top five. Now, if we want to do worst of, yeah, we'd be kind of treading some stuff. But I wouldn't mind best of; that'd be cool with me because you know we're just going to be gone for a month. But if you want to go somewhere else, like you, know, you want to do another shitty album, you want to do another historically shitty album, that's cool. I mean, I, um, I'd like to do the top five sooner or later.
1: No, let's let's go ahead and do your top five. Um, I'll have to figure. I'll have to just go back and figure out which. F- top five songs I want to play. Uh, it to be a little bit harder for me. Like you actually, you know, like go through and listen to a lot of music. I listen to Hatebreed all year, so um, it's not time to murder it, you know. So I, I it's going to take me some time to kind of figure it out. But I, I'm up to the challenge. Let's just do uh, top five Robert Cooper songs of 2013. We'll do top five Mark songs. Not necessarily anything we've had to review in the past year if it was something we never got to like you said your top five aren't any ones that we covered then that's fine then um that'll make for a more interesting listen uh it's gonna be a little bit harder for me um and maybe that'll be the challenge i'll make for myself is top five songs uh that i want to play for, before the end of the year that uh are on albums we had already reviewed so i can't do hate or clutch or anything
3: well, I mean, that's fine. I mean, hell of you. just want to do your top five albums that we did play. But if you
1: no, just I, really I like it. No, just just for, just for the sake of novelty, I think we should try – I think we should actually stick to stuff that we haven't played this year.
3: Oh, okay. My, mine's just kind of lucky because – let's see, one, two. Yeah, pretty much all of them either fell like, towards this end of the year where it was we already had our stuff set and then we – then, you know, then, then you took your little sanity break or and it or showed up in the middle of the year where we had everything set and we had clutch. <laughs> yeah, we got kind of lucky. But it should be a really fun list. I, I I have a very diverse list for you this year. I mean, hell, last year was too, but, yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing yours because not, not going to be hearing clutch right? or hey, Reed, I know that was like your
1: stalwarts right there. Like
3: those are like your pillars <laughs> of Mark Radlich's listening experience.
1: Well, you know, it'll it and... it'll it'll force me to go back and listen to some stuff I've got. Like pulling up my Spotify list, I've got things like in the queue that I haven't listened to yet. Um, I've got there's a new uh, tier album. Okay, I can now delete Ooh. Saint same Um, ugh. there's a new <laughs> there's a new tier. There's a new Mazzy Star. There's a new Soulfly. Uh, there's a new Terraces. There's a new Chimaira. There's a new, there's a new uh, five finger death punch. So this is absolutely doable.
3: Chimera's, the Chimera one's good. Uh, uh, there was an, you know what? It. There's a new.
1: Oh, hey, you know what? The Heaven Shall Burn was really good. I really enjoyed that. So oh, okay. I can definitely pull something off. Heaven Shall Burn.
3: That's like because I have you 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 know my playlist. I think you subscribed to my playlist, the 2800 song list. <laughs> the yep. one that I have seven hundred songs to listen to before the end of the next month. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. But I got hell. I got stuff I'm really looking forward to, like the new Ghosts and Cathartic and Queens of Stone Age and stuff like that. It's gonna be fun. I mean, we're gonna have a fun podcast anyway. Like you know, as long as neither of us are distracted by comic books or dead animals or whatever.
1: <laughs> Birth of my child.
3: <laughs> well, yeah. You know, I almost, I almost let that cat out of the bag on the uh, Dream Theater one. I'm like, yeah. So uh, Mark's not going to be here for a few months, but it's kind of he should probably tell you. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, have you heard the cover of uh, C- Cemetery Gates by Twar? By who? T- Tuar. T- oh, oh, here.
3: No, no, no,
1: no. It's really good. I no. Maybe uh, maybe that's the maybe that's what I'll play. Um, on all right. So we know what we're doing now. <laughs> and at the very least, uh, I, at the very least, I can play the covers off of some of these, which are quite good. <laughs>
3: good. Yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. I figure it'll be a nice send off for our podcast, even if we did kind of sort of miss like a month or two. But oh well.
1: And then we'll and be back. Now I
3: know how... <laughs> Now I know how to host things. So we're
1: good. <laughs> yeah, you'll be you'll be also set to go. See, I feel good about everything because I'll tell you why. Um, I you know I gave you and Robert Winfrey sort of a platform, and you've now blossomed into podcast hosts in your own right. And I feel like I've fathered more children.
3: <laughs> yes, except except I'm not nearly as
1: adorable or well-behaved.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well behaved. That, well, that that's a whole other thing there with Lily, isn't it?
3: But well, I like to call this podcast the only one that Robert refused, well, not refuses to host, but really
1: just can't can't host
3: because he's like, yeah, I, I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> I oh, find myself oh, being the one, the one,
1: I am totally gonna play something from the new Depeche Mode. Oh my! Yeah. Hey, is... Oh! I
3: yeah. <laughs> didn't see that coming, did you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're in for it now, buddy. All right. That, oh, with that being said i'm actually like I'm like going through a bunch of albums that I made playlists for on Spotify and I never actually listened to um all right so i we know what we're doing now um this has been uh, a nice uh this wasn't quite the personal story that was Toy Story, but uh this was fun you know it was nice to kind of get back in the saddle again and like i said i've had it's been kind of a long night you know went right from work to the hospital. Um, and then the whole sonogram thing took forever, uh, cause my kid decided to, uh, not show his, his, um, his, uh, private parts to the camera. Um, he was just like, Hey, <laughs> yeah, he was like, Hey, 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 quit <laughs> looking at my peepee. Um, so it took a lot longer than it needed to, but I'm glad we got a chance to do it. And, uh, you know, we'll be back again next week for our last show. Um. If you go ahead and check us out, Rattledge Broadcasting Network has all of its fine shows on uh, blogtalkradio.com, iTunes. If you type in Rattledge, you'll find it, and Stitcher. So rate all of our great shows five stars. Uh, Long Road to Ruin won't be back until December 3rd, and we'll be picking up with Die Hard. Ooh, um, it's my birthday. Yeah, <laughs> Die Hard, and then December 10th, is Die Hard Part 2. Uh, we'll be looking at the last two stellar movies. Um uh, sure. And then December 17th is the last uh, Long Road to Ruin of the year, and we'll be doing the Santa Claus. Um, every Sunday, except for the 24th, because I'll be on a cruise, is the four hundred one one Ground Pound radio show. That's at 9 o'clock. Um, go ahead and check that out. You can check out the Casual Heroes. Uh, we've got a very special Casual Heroes coming up very soon. It's going to be the uh, first-ever ca- Casual Heroes fantasy draft. Where, um, oh, gonna-
3: Awesome.
1: Yeah, it's going to be myself, the, the, those guys, and some other invitees will come on the show. And we're going to draft our own federation. It's going to be fun. So look for that in the near future, as well as any of the Casual Heroes podcast. Uh, the right hook is going through some changes right now. I uh, can't talk about it just yet, but uh, as soon as John's uh, basement is renovated, we'll be, good, we'll be doing that again. And then that's going to change very, very soon. Uh, so more on that as it continues. John around the same time took a departure from uh, Misfits DOA, so uh, there are Misfits DOA episodes. He's just not on them, so I've stopped putting them up until he returns. Since I was kind of doing it for him, um, so that's where we are right now with the Rattlesnake Broadcasting Network. Robert, your stuff.
3: Ah, the Hammer of Doom News report on uh, 411mania.com. The Music Zone is now a Monday column rather than a Sunday column. But if I still get it in late, then I get it in much more on time than I did the other one. So, yeah, this week was nothing. Actually, nothing that important or impressive, though it had a psycho- uh, some psychologist writing a report about how metalheads have uh, a high resistance to authority, a dislike of, re- uh, re- of religion. Oh, what was it? Oh, no, don't accept modern uh, casual society. Don't like or are more open to music, and are l- more insecure. Which I was like, uh, whatever. <laughs> it was kind of cool. I pretty much I went through the entire report that I saw and just went paragraph by paragraph, going, okay, mm, mm, I see what you mean, or mm, you're full of shit. You
1: know,
3: armchair psychologist here, because unlike Mr. Radlich, I don't have a degree. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that was a thing. It was kind of it was one of those weeks. There was no news, no free music to talk about, no new albums. I was like, shit, (laughs) I got nothing. Yeah, that was there. Uh, The only podcast I'll get to the Razzle's Broadcasting Network podcast in a second. The only one that really uh, isn't on there is the uh, Cooperative Multiplayer Podcast, which is Saturday going into Sundays, Saturday nights at midnight on uh, Spreaker.com on Stephen Randall Spreaker. We talk video games. So. Well, actually, no. Uh, I think the PS4 is coming out this week, so we're going to talk video games. But when there's no video game news, it's just me grabbing the podcast and running away with it. So, <laughs> if, if you like, yeah, if you like to hear me talk, which apparently I have a fan, uh, yeah, Jason, yeah, Jason, uh, Jason Teasley, yeah, he, uh, he's like, dude, I'm a huge fan of yours. Can't believe I'm talking to you. I'm like, thanks, bro. I'm just a guy. <laughs> I'm just a dude. Oh, yeah, God. there's Thanks. quite
1: a number of people who have contacted like Sean and I, um, and been like friended us through Facebook and like, oh, your podcast is great, um, and and I appreciate all those people. It's it's awesome that they're there. Obviously, um, it's you know it's nice to have fans. Like I don't think of myself in any way, shape, or form as any kind of celebrity, but you know yeah. people like people like the show, and that's good enough for me. And you know and I hope they continue to listen.
3: Oh yeah that, that's how I see it i mean hell i love the I love to ruin and uh hell pretty much between you guys and uh or between the casual heroes you you guys on that podcast, and like you know like Randall's podcast and sean garmer's podcast i have really started to get back into wrestling, so yay that's <laughs> there fun, you even, go. If it, even if it is only on in the background for half half the time i still- uh, you know still keeping up. So yeah, that's uh, pretty good. Now, as for the Radless Broadcasting Network, the Three Beards, uh, when I remember to upload it, I tried to upload it on Saturdays. Uh, I try to actually give everything a certain day. Uh, Saturdays is when I try to upload it. Uh, last episode was our Halloween episode, and this upcoming one, which I'll be posting this week, was uh, actually we had to re-record it, which we, Kevin's like, oh, don't tell him that. I'm like, fuck it, dude. We had a two-and-a-half-hour podcast where we just shot this shit with a uh, me, Kevin, and uh, this dude, uh, Ben. Father Scardo. We just shot shit about metal and comic books and how like some of the members of Full House got hot and stuff like that. But then we had to re record it, so it was less about any of that and just kind of a standard podcast. But yeah, it's pretty good, it's pretty fun. You can find us uh, there, find us on Facebook and Facebook.com forward slash three beards podcast. I uh, find us on iTunes, register give us five stars, love you long time, uh we're also on three three six castcom dot com, which hopefully will be housing my other podcast, which is honestly kind of my baby, the uh, Sentai Rider podcast, where we talk all things tokusatsu, your Power Rangers, Super Sentai, Common Rider, Ultraman. Uh, we might get some Godzilla in there eventually. I don't know. Uh, last week's was the co- debut of Common Rider guy, pretty great. Fruity Warlords. Yeah, gotta love Warring States inspired. Uh, you know, j- Japanese. Transforming uh, children's shows. I don't and know what any of good, that uh, stuff
1: is. The only thing that made any sense to me of what you just said was Godzilla.
3: No, not even Warring States era. No, nothing. No love for Japanese history. <laughs> I have no
1: idea what you're talking about. What's Japan?
3: Exactly. It's, it's where we get all the goofy game shows,
1: right? Uh, you you know, it's that place that my wife lived once that she never stops talking about and thinks she's, like, an honorary citizen of. Love you, Melissa. Oh,
3: God. God, Japan's <laughs> really racist, too. Like, I was at a party. Yeah, somebody invited me to a party. They straight up told me, like, yeah, when you're in Japan, they're like, oh, and they think you're a tourist. It's really they, They're really nice, and they try their English on you, and it's kind of nice and neat. And then when they realize you're going to live there, they're really fake nice. <laughs> so, well, yeah, they're really – it was the not, back,
1: but. There was an article recently where they were like, like the Jap- it was on slate dot com I think, where it was like the Japanese are just completely given up on sex. I'm pretty certain that w- really what what they're trying to say is we don't want anyone else living here anymore. It's too crowded. It's too many of us. People need to go. If you're gonna come here and spend your money, that's fine. But if you're actually thinking about staying, fuck off. And I think that's a great place to end the podcast, don't you?
3: Almost, almost. Yeah, that'll. Uh... New episode of that will be out tomorrow. We'll be doing Ultraman Ginga, the newest one, as well as the show called Shogeki Go Raijin, which is uh, the show. And I'm going to start trying to, if there's any, I'm going to start trying to steal any open spot of the Rylandson Broadcasting Network to post new episodes of this show. Because honestly, like I said, it's the top of the podcast. At uh, the top of the podcast, it's me and two of my college friends, and we're pretty knowledgeable on the subject, so we can keep going forever. Yeah, uh, I like, like, I I don't know. I guess whenever
1: you're like, yeah, we're not doing a uh, I'm Like, okay, well, let me hijack this. No, you, can, Please, you can. You can post the show as long as it's not going. Yeah. As long as it's not interfering at the same time as another yeah. show that that's going on. But like, there can be. In other words, you can only do a live show once a day. Once a day. But you can upload as many shows as you want on the same day. Oh,
3: I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, there's no limitation okay. to the amount of shows you can upload.
3: Okay. They just, they just can't be they all going on live. at the
1: same time.
3: Okay, I thought they all had to play live. No. Oh, okay. Well, hey, I might start doing that too, but I might still, because apparently I get pretty decent live listens. Like, last one was like, oh, nine, li- li- nine live listens. I'm like, I don't know why, but okay. But I think I get listens because I, uh, I post the podcast on, like, 15 different Facebook pages just trying to get trapped. And I think it works. Yeah. So yeah, that's a that is a thing. Yeah, it's it's my baby. I take great pride in it. So yeah, that's uh, that's a thing. I'm trying to think if there's any other podcast. No, nope, not really. I think that's all for me. Yeah. Now I get to go record that podcast and then cobble together a paper on the historical use of English in Japan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, all right. So for uh, the, the the bearded one, Mister Robert Cooper, I am the mandated reporter. This is the Metal Hammer of Doom. We'll be back a week from tonight with our year-end special. Until then, be well, be safe, and...